Hey, this is Sophia. And this is Natasha. And welcome to another episode of Winter's Blooms Talks, which is an extension of our website, Winter's Bloom. Hey everyone, um, welcome to another episode of Winter's Blooms Talks. Um, in this episode, we are going to talk a little bit about our March New Moon Reflections. Um, and also probably talk a little bit about the coronavirus, which is on everyone's minds these days. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, Sophia, would you like to maybe jump us in a little bit with what was on your mind during your reflection this month? Um, yeah, so I'm just getting up as well <laughs> to kind of recap. But um, the overall feeling or experience um that my reflection really focused on was I guess this feeling of uncertainty which is kind of I feel like crippling everyone in different ways um and for me it was just kind of overwhelming in the whole media scape of things um like the media landscape especially with like these really what's the word cliche and I guess very like fixed phrases of like unprecedented times and uncertainty like that was a word that kept on cropping up a lot and I feel that I kind of um absorbed that into my attitude and my experiences this month so that was like the main thing that was underlying my reflections yeah it's interesting I feel that you know, we're almost kind of feeding off of what the media is is putting out there. And and again, I know that there's the whole debate about how serious this really is and the different ways that different governments and countries are responding to this crisis. Um, and that's, I mean, we can definitely get into that if that's where we get into. But um, yeah, it's, I feel like, you know, that, that was part of like my reflection as well. And, and we talked about this before about, how you know like how there's kind of this idea of a life that we want for ourselves right now and this coronavirus is just shutting down everything and of course it's impacting everyone in similar and also different ways um but yeah I think I think this year or this year this month I've just kind of been reflecting a lot or just almost being forced to remember the lesson of letting go um and just that there's a certain amount that we're not going to be able to do right now just because of how our respective countries are dealing with this coronavirus epidemic um, or pandemic. I don't actually know the difference. I'm sure there is a difference. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, I also wanted to ask you, because I, I know I've read in the news and I know I saw in your coronavirus diaries um, that the UK is on a full lockdown now. So is that, that's a pretty new, um, development for you guys? Yeah. So, um, it was maybe two night, yeah, two evenings ago now that, um, Boris Johnson, who is our current, uh, prime minister announced that they'd be introducing tighter measures. It was just like the whole way that it was introduced that kind of like pissed me off because 
to be quite frank, these measures were going to come regardless of how the British people acted. But it was kind of like this whole, like, mouse trap kind of thing. I don't know, it's like the analogy that comes to my head where it's like, you know, like little cheese bites left leading up to the mice trap, where essentially they were like, yeah, we've need the chance to try and do social distancing. You guys have failed. We've tried to be lenient. We've tried to do this, but now we have no choice but to essentially restrict all your freedom. And it's not so much the fact that the, the measures themselves, which I'm annoyed at, it's just the way that it's been framed as like, basically you guys can't do what you're told, so we're gonna have to enforce this anyway. And the kind of, I don't know, I just find it very like cunning in a non-cunning way, <laughs> or like conniving in a non-cunning way, that, um, they've tried to implement these like gradual changes, I guess, with the hope that people won't protest too much or rebel against them. Um, and yeah, so at the moment they've just told us, or Boris Johnson has told us that it will be for a period of three weeks after which they're going to review the situation and decide whether they can relax on some of the measures, which I can already foresee is not happening. Um, just looking at Italy, they have extended lockdown till the end of April. And again, at the end of April, they'll review whether that can be changed. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a weird time. This morning, me and my mum went to um, the supermarket to get some food. And we had to queue outside. Um, they even have, like, in the queuing within the supermarket where you check out, they have, like, little stickers of where you should stand <laughs> to ensure that you're one metre apart. And we almost got kicked out of a shopping mall because an old lady came and just had like a very brief casual conversation with us. And that was, you know, gathering because there were more than two of us in one spot. Um, yeah, so it, it's been a bit weird. And we posted something actually this morning, um, our first entry for the coronavirus diaries. And I go into a bit more detail there about kind of the impacts of this on people who are either living alone, perhaps suffering from um, depression, mental health issues. And I guess kind of, for me, just questioning whether the government has actually taken into consideration what their needs are, as well as, you know, the general needs of trying to contain the coronavirus, but how this will be affecting different communities. Um, who already have needs of their own. Um, yeah, sorry, that was a bit of a, <laughs> a rambly thought. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I think everything that you've mentioned is really interesting because there are some similar things. Um, so I recently made the move um, up to Oregon from California. And when I was down in California, there was like a suggested lockdown. It was like, you know, these are things that we think you should abide by to try to halt the coronavirus. Um, and now that I'm up in Oregon, um, they've kind of did that suggested lockdown. And now it's, I don't know enough about it, but I, the governor, Kate Brown, I think has instituted a pretty strict lockdown and has extended, like there's no social gathering and has extended it to like tattoo parlors and, um, Oh my God, I'm blanking on the word, but where people go and get their hair done and stuff like that. So it's, it's not even just like, anyway, so she's extended it a lot and apparently it's going to be a misdemeanor now because what happened is over the weekend, um, 
the so a lot of a lot of the national parks or like the park areas have remained open because they want to encourage people as long as they're maintaining their whatever social distancing uh, to get outside and be active. But apparently the parks in Oregon were just swamped with people this weekend and there was it was just crazy. And so now in response to that, Kate Brown um, has said that all the parks are closed, which makes me kind of bummed and like a little bit upset because I feel like, you know, you're, you're punishing people. I mean, I understand, I I understand a little bit her concern because it was just so crowded. So I understand that that's a problem, but I feel like there's another way to approach that problem than to just shut down all the parks because, you know, at a time like this, when we're restricted so much, like people aren't working, like you're saying, there's like mental health, like people who are living alone or even like the stress of having to pay your bills and not working and stuff the outdoors can really be an important venue for people to go and and you know just to blow off some steam or just to get out and try to put things into perspective um and now those are shut down to us as well um so i thought that was not exactly the best response um but yeah it's crazy like the grocery stores here are exactly the same i went out with my sister the other day and we had to wait in line and they were only letting a few people into the grocery stores. And I don't know, it's just weird to see too, like how these different, like I was talking to my sister, how a bunch of different companies or organizations are responding to this. Like I've seen, you know, like you hear on the radio and um, I've heard on or seen in social media, like there's a few mobile companies in the US that are like, oh, we're going to give everyone free data for the next two months because, you know, we want you to have access wherever you are. Um, or like other, like in Oregon, they've just passed a law that you can't evict for the next few months. Like you can't evict someone if they can't pay rent because, you know, otherwise they're just going to be on the street and they're not working as well. Because um, a lot of people have been laid off because of this. Um so there's a lot of ways that people are responding well, but then my sister was thinking too, like one thing that she mentioned was, oh, I wonder if the banks will end up giving people like small business owners, like restaurants or even my sister's farm will end up giving them a break, you know, in terms of mortgages. Like, are they going to be like, okay, we're just going to freeze the mortgage for the next few months, or are they going to continue to be greedy and just be like, nope, you still have to make your mortgage payments. So it's weird because I feel like it's great that there are some people who are responding well, but if we're, you know, if we're all going to recover from this financially or whatever, I feel like there's going to be like, everyone is going to have to be on board and everyone is going to have to agree. Um, and, oh yeah, one more thought. I know this is kind of a ramble, but what's kind of crazy is, um, so, you know, you see in the news about all these celebrities, politicians, like famous, well-known people are getting tested for coronavirus. And I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but in the US, there is a really big shortage of coronavirus tests. And um, some of our family members, we don't know if they have it, but um, they got tested and still haven't gotten their results back. And it's like, of course, the famous person is going to get their results back in a few days, but this person was tested at least a week and a half ago and still hasn't gotten their results back. And I feel like that's crazy. Like if you're going to expect us to all abide by these shelter in place lockdown rules, you kind of have to treat us equally. Like you can't, but I mean, this is just how society is. Whew, anyway, that took a dark turn, but um, 
Yeah, no, you said a lot of things that I want to kind of um, comment on and I guess expand the conversation a bit. Um, so actually just earlier today, um, Prince Charles, um, who is 71 years old, got tested positive. And it's just like, I don't know what the news is about, man, but it's almost like they're portraying these people to be superhuman. Like this virus was not meant to touch them or affect them in any way. And it's like, oh my gosh, like even these rich, famous royal people are also getting getting coronavirus, essentially, um, which is, yeah, ridiculous. And I'm sure that test was probably only done a couple of hours before he got his results. But um, there has been like a, sh- a sorted shortage of um, testing kits here as well. And in his latest, I guess, like address to the people, Boris Johnson was saying how like the government is going to invest in a million more kits and whatever, as if, I don't know, it's meant to be like really impressive. When I've read in places like Senegal, they've developed um, like a really simple kit that lets you know within 10 minutes whether you have it or not. And at times like this, I'm just like, what is like, what is actually stopping our countries from just having the correct equipment and the correct resources to do things? Um, but yeah, it's that's one aspect that's really frustrating. And there was something else you said, which has now <laughs> escaped my mind. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to respond to for the second thing. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's crazy what you were saying about the the tests and stuff because, um, so apparently in North Korea or maybe it's South Korea. I need basically I need to look it up and I'll I'll try to look it up and put a link in the um, in this podcast bio. But um, we were chatting over dinner the other day and my brother was saying how in North Korea, their response, like they're testing, they have so many tests, they're testing like so many people every day. And their response is like, they've really rallied. And basically for the most part, they're going about their business, but they actually, like he was saying in restaurants and stuff, they have a temperature uh scanners so if you look like you're too feverish they send you home and like everyone's wearing masks and gloves and stuff and um we were talking at dinner and we were just thinking about like you know it it is kind of interesting like the cultural response and like the differences between countries about because like we were talking about how in the US that would never fly because we value our quote unquote freedom too much so like you know, if, if some restaurant was going to take your temperature and tell you to go home if you were too hot, like, there's no way that would fly in the US. And, but, you know, like, that's, that seems at least to have been working out really well um, for them. So it's just, you know, and that's, that's part of the reason too, why we wanted to start this thing, the coronavirus diaries, because, um, you know, like, we have our own perspective of how the coronavirus is affecting us, but we're both kind of in our 20s, both living with family, um, both in Western countries. So yeah, we really encourage people wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this um, or reading our things to contribute with how your country is dealing with it or, you know, whatever, how coronavirus is impacting your everyday. Um, Because we really want to try to get everyone's story out there because it is affecting people in different ways and again, in similar ways. Um, But yeah, I just thought that was really interesting to think about the how the culture in 
South or North Korea is very different and how that's allowed them to kind of band together and respond to this um, in a much different way than the US has. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like the UK has definitely been following um, in the US's footsteps in terms of the measures. Like I think our measures are exactly the same. Like we're allowed up for like an hour a day um, to do exercise in the park. Um, But there was this article I was reading fairly recently, which was, I I don't know if it's North Korea. I feel like it might be South Korea we were referring to, but maybe it's just because I read this article about South Korea and comparing South Korea's like management of the situation to Italy and was just discussing like, yeah, the different approaches and which one's more effective. Um, And there was just so many different factors as well that I almost felt like it was a bit redundant to kind of compare it. Um, It was like basically a different demographic of a different population demographic in terms of age and also um, confirmed cases tended to be higher in women in South Korea compared to Italy. And then there were all these other issues as well with like women don't smoke as much as men. And it was like going into all this detail and it just really got me thinking that we are all kind of fighting the same thing, but at the same time, not the same thing because of our cultural context and just all these other different variables that play into it. Which is why even like today, literally just like an hour ago, they announced on um, the news here in the UK that a 21-year-old girl um, who tested positive died and she had like no underlying issues. And it's almost like everyone is kind of trying to maybe in fear, like, find the the pattern or the trace and it kind of is just like oh no like this person was healthy and it didn't make any sense and so I don't know where I'm going with this but I guess I what I'm trying to say is that it's a weird paradox of how um it is yeah the same virus that everyone's dealing with but even like from person to person and how we each respond to it if we are carriers if we do have it it's completely different that it's like almost loads of mini like fights that are happening you know what I mean and I think this is where like I'm getting really like anxious of the um, uncertainty because it's not even like it's a universal experience from like one person to the next you know yeah no that's so true and I was um I was watching the news the other day and they had a woman who was recovering from coronavirus come on just to like talk about her experience which I appreciated, but just like you're saying, like everyone is going to experience very differently. But um, she was saying that it came on so quickly and she had so much trouble breathing. Like she was saying it felt like there was a vice around her chest. And um, that made me really nervous because um, so my dad and I, we both have this thing. It's a genetic disease called limb girdle muscular dystrophy. And um, ours is is a mild form and it's late onset. So I'm not currently feeling the effects of it, but my dad is. Um, but, but essentially, like I'm part of a few different Facebook pages for this disease um, called LGMD. And um, a lot of people, it, so thankfully not in our kind, but there are many different kinds. And for some people, it affects like already when they're young, um, they have trouble breathing because it affects their lung muscles. Um, And so a lot of people on these Facebook pages are like having questions and posting resources for people on how to really protect themselves from the coronavirus, because if they get it, the fact that it like affects your lungs could mean that they 
they die um, because basically they're already not really able to breathe. And then on top of the coronavirus, like affecting their ability to breathe, like it's just really, basically it's really hard for them to cough and to breathe. Um, so that made me really nervous too. And yeah, when you like, when you're hearing about all these things online or in the media or in the news about people experiencing coronavirus, like, yeah, it is, it is very different from person to person. And I think we also have to look at what, you know, like what their underlying issues are, if there were, or, you know, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where you just really don't know how it's going to happen. And I was talking to my brother the other day and he was saying how he, he read this thing about this young 30 year old guy who lived in San Francisco or something, or who lives in San Francisco and had coronavirus. And he was saying how to him, it was just like, it felt like I don't know. It was, it was like the flu on steroids. Like he was hallucinating because of the pain and stuff like that. And my brother was just reflecting on how at a certain point, you know, you're, you're healthy for so long that you take for granted that health until something like this happens and you just get horribly sick. And all you want is to never feel that way again. Um, and yeah, I mean, I knock on wood have not come down with coronavirus, haven't had to experience that. Like I've had some pretty bad flus, but nothing that bad. So, I mean, you know, I mean, if it's in the cards for me and I get it, hopefully I'll, I'll just deal with it and, and that will be that. But it's just nuts. It's one of those things too, where you kind of have to think about the people around you as well. Like, I mean, maybe not so much now because I'm not living with my dad who's in that demographic. Like he's an older man and he's in the demographic of people where it's dangerous to get it. Um, But right now I'm living with my sister and her family and they're all pretty young. Like, of course, it would suck for us all to get it. But we're not in that demographic demographic that are high risk. Um, But, yeah, I was, you know, I was wanting to try to get a job at a grocery store because I know that they're all kind of swamped here um, and a lot of things are missing and they just need a lot of help. Um, And so I was going to get a job there, but then my sister's husband was just really nervous about bringing back the coronavirus. And, um, and, you know, it totally makes sense. The way that they were describing it is like, you know, like they don't even, if I, if I were to bring it back and they got it, like, of course that would just like really put a damper on their farming. And this is a crucial time for them. They really have to get a lot of seeds into the ground and stuff. And then furthermore, if we were to have it, we don't know exactly what that would mean in terms of selling, then selling our vegetables. Like, you know, if we would even be allowed to. So, um, so yeah, so that's on hold and, and we're just kind of hunkering down right now, but yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. You know, I was just thinking like, Oh, here's a way that I can make some money while we're hunkering down and I can help out these grocery stores who really need help. But I hadn't thought about the repercussions of that um, for our family, but yeah. And, and I think that was kind of in my reflections as well is just like letting go of that little dream or dream, whatever that makes it sound a little bit more dramatic than it needs to be. But that little idea of, of working out and making some money. Um, um, I have a question, I guess, to maybe bring our discussion to a close, because I feel like, yeah, we've been speaking a lot about the uncertainty, which again, in, our, in um, the first entry that or like my contribution to the first entry for the coronavirus diaries, I acknowledge that it's important as well to 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 recognize those feelings of like disappointment or uncertainty or being scared or whatever you may be feeling that those quote unquote negative feelings, I guess. Um, but 
I also have found that, especially as I'm kind of settling into the idea or making peace with the idea that I'm going to be at home for the next month minimum um, with like limited access to go outside, that actually this is a great time for reflecting and for doing things that I wouldn't usually do. Like it actually is the gift of time in a way. Um, So yeah, with that being said, I have actually been working out a lot more than I probably have worked out this whole year, (laughs) if I'm being honest. Um, So I just wanted to ask, what are you planning on achieving or doing um, with the time that you have while on lockdown? That's a really good question. And I'm glad we're we're ending on this this kind of this question because it is important to have more hopeful notes, I think. So I really do want to get a lot more reading done um, because, um, you know, I I just love to read and there's a lot of books that have been piling up on my reading list. So I'm I'm really looking forward to doing that and I'm looking forward to setting aside a lot more time for Winter's Bloom um, through podcasts and through writing Um, because I know we have been pretty active, but it will be nice to just have this time to just sit there and and really, um, really work on that. I'm also... Um, I'm also writing a fiction story. Um, so I, I want to make more time for that, but what I'm really looking forward to and some of the things that, um, you know, that I, I've, that have kind of given me hope in these uncertain times is also making time for family and for, you know, we've been playing a lot of games all together. I've been teaching my nieces how to bead. So they've been making lots of bracelets and necklaces, um, and that's been just really great to spend that time with them. Um, so yeah, just just to be there as an auntie, be there as a sister, as a sister-in-law, and and you know just um, to nurture those relationships in this time. Um, so yeah, I think I think those are the things that I'm going to try to focus on and make time. Well, we have all the time now, so spend my time uh, doing. But yeah, Sophia, what about you? What are some things that you want to accomplish during this time? Um, so I still am kind of, well, yeah, yeah I'm still <laughs> definitely not kind of, um, working on my uni stuff. Um, so I'm trying to get a head start with my dissertation. Um, so doing reading for that, but also taking more time out to actually cook and like enjoy food. Cause I feel like that's something that when I was at work and at uni, um, it was kind of secondary. So definitely making more time to have like family meals and to like bake and do stuff like that. And as I said as well, I've been working out a lot more and my butt has actually grown a little bit, <laughs> which has made me excited. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just try and tone up my bum a bit more <laughs> since I have all the time in the world. Um, yeah, and like also to improve my practice of Pilates because that was something I was getting into before the lockdown. So yeah, those, those are the main things. Also to, again, as well, do a bit more reading. Um, and also, I'm excited to, to hear about your, <laughs> your fiction book as well. Oh, yeah. Well, once it becomes a little bit more fleshed out, I will definitely share that. It might be kind of cool on The Winter's Bloom if you want to share some of the workout stuff that you're doing. Um, that would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Once I actually know how to do them properly <laughs> without like panting, panting like a, 
a dog after doing that. But yeah, no, actually, that'd be really cool. Thanks for the suggestion. And also as well, I guess, to our listeners, if you guys um, either want to contribute to the coronavirus diaries, any workouts, recipes, anything, basically, we're always looking for more voices, um, different voices to participate in the conversations that we have on our blog. So definitely reach out if you want to get a bit creative um we don't just accept words other media as well whether that's like photography your own podcast your own recording a video painting poem yeah like please reach out and get involved yeah now that we're all on full lockdown there's no excuse because you have all the time in the world (laughs) um but yeah with that i guess we will end our um new moon reflection thank you for bearing with our um ramblings on our anxieties and also on our more hopeful notes in this time um yeah any last words sophia or is that it i guess just try and i know it's it sounds stupid not stupid i feel like it can come across as insensitive and i don't mean this in any way shape or form to be insensitive but make the most but like make the best out of the situation. That is what it is, essentially. Um, if you want to learn a new skill, you know, something that you feel that you've never had time for, this is like the time to do that. And I guess just to be appreciative for the things that you have in life, because this whole thing has just shown us how things change daily and we shouldn't take for granted anything that we have today. And also drink lemon water regularly. It's really good for you <laughs> for many different reasons. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for those words of wisdom. And um, yeah, we'll sign off until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.